Morgan. Hi, everyone. Hi, everyone. Welcome to The Grid is for Squares. I'm Vince. I'm Amy. And this is a podcast where we smoke a bowl and talk about building a sustainable off-the-grid property in California. It sure is. <laughs> Thanks for joining us today. Uh, so what are we smoking today? Uh, this is some stuff you just picked up. Um, what's it called? It's all stuff I've just picked up. Pineapple. Upside down joint. Weed. Pineapple Dutch treat. Pineapple Dutch treat? Dutch treat. <laughs> okay. It's got a picture of a pineapple on it. All right. Well, sometimes words matter too. Sometimes. Not often. <laughs> on this show, words don't matter. <laughs> but it's sort of an exciting episode today. They're all exciting episodes. Little rear end, rear end retrospective. <laughs> I taught Vince the word retcon yesterday. Retcon. retcon. I hadn't heard that yeah. one. So yeah, it's been a little more than a year. We bought the property in October and spent our first night on it at the end of November 2019. Um, but as we're coming to the end of 2020, I thought maybe it would be nice to do a little, you know, one year retrospective. What we learned in our first year of being off the grid. Yeah, it's been a really momentous year. 2020 in almost a many ways year on the property but this has probably been one of the most positive aspects of 2020 certainly yeah we learned a lot for starters i always feel a lot of imposter syndrome when i say really either homesteading or off the grid because we don't live there we haven't planted any food we don't we just finished a rain catchment so i guess we've started some water yeah, sustainability but everything but... we do is imported or you yeah know, we do so much work down here even now that we have the yeti we charge that down here and bring it up there right i mean we do plug it into the solar panels when we're up there but mm -hmm. yeah it just doesn't feel very sustainable yet and we don't live there so it feels like a lie to call it a homestead yeah it's more glorified camping <laughs> but you know what else are we going to call it those are the ideals those are what we're heading towards yeah and you know what it's our journey and it is off the grid. I mean, there is no grid. Yeah. <laughs> the replacement grid might not really be in place yet, but there is no regular grid. Mm-hmm. But, you know, it has only been a year, so maybe that's a lesson. Uh, you know, our, our journey is legit, and so is yours. Yeah, however you get there. Yeah. In general, the Sisyphean nature of the endeavor in terms of sustainability, like you say, we have to bring stuff in, we charge the big Yeti battery on our grid power here in LA, you know, it's supremely not just like we have to order shit on Amazon sometimes, you know, we're getting plastic shit and we're adding to the environment, mm -hmm. even if it's stuff that's useful and necessary and nice, like our path lights, you know, and stuff yeah. like that. Like, but that's plastic we ordered on Amazon. So it makes it feel pretty. Yeah opposite of our ideals in terms of sustainability we're going to be ordering from amazon either way i guess yeah it does bum me out a little to have think to about but... all the the future garbage that we buy or just um, you know having to drive burn gas to drive yeah. between la and mariposa yeah another aspiration would be to get an electric vehicle and God. make that part of it i mean we that's would love to we just don't have the money for it part. Maybe all the firewood we burn is not super great for the environment. But it's it's hard to account for all of that and to be 100% sustainability. That's definitely yeah. my my uh, goal. 
and an aspiration. I know it's not as much yours. Well, it certainly is a worthwhile goal. I wouldn't say it's my primary goal with the development that we're doing on the property, but I, I think it's a really good moral goalpost. But you're never going to eliminate harm. So all you can do is mitigate your harm, right? Reducing harm is better than not reducing harm, even if you can't eliminate harm. Or internalize it, or not internalize it, but localize it. <laughs> I mean, that you is, internalize, I internalize it. I know you do. Well. But you know, I'm I'm more okay with burying a bunch of plastic on our property than I am with that plastic ending up in the ocean. Sure. Or, yeah, we're gonna have fires. We're gonna emit carbon locally, but. But when you think about the fact that like millions of acres burned in California this year, I'm not sure our campfire is really materially adding to the net carbon yeah. situation all that much. I mean, you could say that about any mm -hmm. effect that individuals have. And in fact, you know, it is obviously worth thinking about the fact that huge corporations, particularly energy companies, are like no matter what we do, it's not going to even make a dent if large companies don't. Right. change their practices but we can't make them change their practices all we can do is you we know can unsubscribe from them we can not use their services which is what we're trying to do yeah but you know you gotta put gas in your car to drive it that's true up there's no way to not car yeah you gotta buy that from a company yeah and there's a lot of mining that's involved so yeah it's, it's complicated, complicated. <laughs> jinx pop ginger ale uh owe me a cream soda <laughs> But anyway, um, so what exactly do we have so far on the property? So if we're thinking back on one year of yeah. quote, off the grid homesteading, unquote, we thought we would have, you know, a house and we did few, not think we would have a, a house in one and year a fence around the whole property. No, and, no. I mean, some of the we expectations we had were like a, a, a gate, a real solid gate and a fence around the whole property. We can do that one month. You know, God, one weekend. Did you really have that ambition? A fence around the entire perimeter There's of the property would be such a long fence. Somewhere that has, you know, our all adorable of these... little baby hopes and dreams yeah, that yeah. <laughs> had yet to be beaten down by the harsh rocks of reality. But hey, we actually got some things done. Yeah. So what do we do? All right. Well, we've got a chain with a lock on it for mm -hmm. the front gate. Mm -hmm. Um, we have a greenhouse. Greenhouse, probably our biggest accomplishment. Yeah, with a real bamboo floor bamboo and floor. a trundle bed. Mm -hmm. um, and no plants yet, but it'll be a greenhouse <laughs> maybe next year. Compost a, toilet. A compost toilet. A schoolie with a fridge and solar power, which isn't ours, but we get to use freely on the property. A water catchment basin. Mm -hmm, which has already caught many gallons of rainwater. Mm -hmm. um, a couple of in-process holes. <laughs> oh, you mean like foundations for the yurt and stuff? Yeah, and the, the you know, cellar dugout in yeah, the yeah. hill that has been halted mm -hmm. for a while. A couple, couple holes. Your sink. An outdoor sink. Yep, yep, I built that last time. And a lot of paths... A uh, little bit of firescaping so far. Yeah, firescaping, some landscaping. Amy did a lot of paths this year. Yeah, because I found that the weed whacker was one of the more manageable power tools for my size and strength. Um, mm. And it's an easy way to feel like you're making progress. Yeah, that's how I feel about firescaping, mm -hmm. when I can create a bunch of firewood yeah. and at the same time clear away fire hazards. My mom's big project was the granite staircase, I think. Yep. 
yep. looks so cool, like an old castle, like nothing in this country should really <laughs> look that old. Yeah, the area around Grandio Central Station, um, the greenhouse like name. being the Grandio, um, is getting... It's not there yet, but it's really, it's, it's getting there. There's it's a nice a winding path that has, you know, wood chips down to the compost, compost toilet. toilet. There's this granite staircase that goes up to the greenhouse. It's pretty cool. There's, yeah. you know, path lights illuminating the way. Yeah. Tasteful garbage. <laughs> Tasteful garbage. So yeah, that's a year, a year's worth of work. That's what we managed. A gate. A greenhouse, a compost toilet, a schoolie that's not ours, a water catchment basin, some holes, an outdoor sink, and some landscaping. A lot of proof of concept stuff. Yeah, like, that is you true. Know, water catchment's a great example of that. Mm -hmm. Like, it's not terribly impressive as it is, but it proves that it's possible to catch water on a sheet of plastic <laughs> if you put it under the sky when Never it's Never would have known otherwise. Yeah. Um, the, everyone thought I was crazy. <laughs> Uh, has it been what you expected this first year? Well, I didn't really know what to expect because this is so far outside of anything that either of us has ever done before. Yeah. Or really that anybody does. Like, we don't know anybody who's done this. No. So, I mean, obviously, like, I follow people on Instagram now. We've done a lot of research. I've found people with YouTube channels. Like, other people do this. But not anybody that we know, not anybody that we could talk to about, you know, their experience have organically watched somebody else do it. We're really kind of striking out into the darkness. Yeah, I come from farmer folk. And, you yeah. Know, there's a little bit of overlap there. And so, you know, we get we get advice from related uh, I suppose that's experiences. True. But, yeah, no one we know is really doing it this way. If they have, you know, any amount of, of money saved up, they're going to buy a house. Right, buy a house. That's what you do. Or a yeah. little plot. Yeah. How about you? Uh, has it been what you expected? Pretty much. Uh, I think I did have some higher ambitions, but, um, you know, a part of me knew that everything was going to take longer than I thought. Yeah, I, I even though I didn't know what to expect, I, I did kind of wish mm -hmm. that it, hope that it, it would go faster than it has. Yeah. I imagined uh, having a lot more time to chill. Mm. I think we were both sort of picturing this more Swiss Family Robinson thing. It's going to be a hard couple months of getting things set up. We just need a couple of power montages and we'll yeah. be good, right? But yeah, within three months, we'll have a pool and <laughs> hammocks. Yeah, when you don't have any power tools, or rather when you don't have any like large excavator type power tools, it takes a lot longer to do everything by hand. Yeah. Especially when you can only go up for one weekend a month. Yeah, I think that was the biggest realization. Mm. That in, in my mind, or on a calendar, you can make, you know, a pretty reasonable schedule of, you know, this month we're going to accomplish this, this month right. we're going to accomplish this. But that's if you're staying there 100% of the time, which we've had, you know, about one weekend a month. Yeah. Yeah, it would be interesting to add up exactly how many days we've spent on the property so far. Yeah. I would wager it's in the realm of like 50? No. 40? Total days? Yeah. I mean, not 40. human days, like yeah. total days, you know. Personal total. Right. 30 to 40. Even, I mean, didn't you and like Maury came out and you guys stayed there for like six days at a time and last month you stayed there for five days at a time? I'll have to check my Google yeah. timeline. 
somewhere between 35 and 50, I would wager. Sure. In any case, between 35 and 50 days of just doing stuff by hand, two or three people at a time, it's yeah. really not that much time and labor, so... Especially if, you know, we're supposed to be enjoying it, too. Right. So factor in a little bit of chill time mm-hmm. into all that. But, yeah, apart from it, everything taking a lot longer. Um, there were a lot of other surprises. Yeah. What were some of our surprises? Not expecting global pandemic. <laughs> yep. Yeah, definitely had not planned on a global pandemic taking over most of our first year on the property. I could have seen, like, hurricanes, even. Or like wildfires, we knew were uh-huh. a possibility. Or like an earthquake nado, <laughs> an earthquake fire nado, <laughs> a shark quake. Yeah, shark quakes <laughs> have been on the rise in California the past few years. But no, not expecting the pandemic. Um, that really fortified and galvanized our feelings about having gotten property. Mm-hmm. It's, it's like a good choice. Yeah. I think the compost toilet was a surprise for me in Uh, that it was easier than I thought. It bothers me less. It pretty much feels like using a normal toilet. Mm -hmm. Um, There's no gross flush lever to touch at the end. It's true. I mean, there's a a shovel that you got a trowel. You got to fill with sawdust. Mm -hmm. Pretty easy to build, just like a five-gallon bucket and a toilet seat. Um, Right. We used MDF, right? Oh, yeah, and you For put the, the fancy, like, dra- drawer liner yeah, around yeah, it to keep paper. it waterproof. Right. And, yeah, it went together pretty quickly. It's pretty comfortable. Even when it's cold, it heats up pretty quickly. Mm-hmm. Um, the temperature variants, on the other hand, are harder than I was expecting to deal with. You know, it's California, so there's a part of me that thought it would just be fairly comfortable all the time. And yeah. when we looked up, weather records and stuff but it's one thing to see a number and another to sleep through the night yeah and you know i knew winter would be a little chilly i assumed being in any kind of like in a tent or a greenhouse yeah you'd it'd brace you against the cold or that the daytime high would make more of a difference but it's pretty cold all night and all day in the winter it's... and it's pretty hot all day and all night in the summer yeah certainly we're not expecting the inside of the greenhouse to get up to like 145 degrees. That was not something we were anticipating. (laughs) So if you buy a greenhouse and you live somewhere like California, definitely think about that. (laughs) It's going to do its thing. I'm really hoping that getting some plants in Uh there starts to moderate the temperature. Right. Make it less of a sauna. Yeah. I don't think I knew the term AQI or really thought about it much before this year. Yeah. I knew going into it, the wildfires could be an issue, but I was thinking in a much more black and white, either our property burns to the ground or it doesn't sort of way. Mm -hmm. It hadn't occurred to me that the obvious, (laughs) most likely scenario is just that there's a fire nearby and it makes the air really hard to breathe. Mm -hmm. So yeah, that was a surprise. (laughs) That was a fun surprise. Yeah, it's the third season in California. Fire season. Yeah. I didn't anticipate the rodent problem. I think that's a... It's a really uh, good microcosm of the wild factor that, you know, we've gone camping in some wild places, Uh but we've never tried to leave anything in a truly wild place for an extended period of time. Right. I'm really proud about how the Galvi has held up. Uh Uh-huh. That's a galvanized metal box that we half buried and used for storage. 
Yeah, yeah, it's like six cubic feet, something like that, even more than that, almost like half a cubic yard yeah. and buried and it stays really dry. Um, but vehicles left out for a really yeah. long time might start to build nests in the engine. Yeah, we bought a $300 work van and left it on the property and now it is just junk that lives on the property because rodents completely chewed up the engine and now we can't start it. I evicted them a few times, got it going again. Uh, second to last time we went up, they started chewing through just one wire, which I spliced and almost got the engine uh -huh. to turn over with some, you know, starter fluid and carb cleaner. Oh, but the last time they have just gone fully into those wires, their connectors everywhere. Um, so I don't know what to do at this point. going to continue to file it as planned on up eventually strip the parts and hopefully turn it into an electric vehicle in the next yeah, few years. Yeah, I mean, that would be cool. You could just drop an electric That's engine an... in the husk of the work van. Another pipe dream, but... Kind of a shitty down. shell. It's pretty... I mean, it's not bad, but it's a little rusty and it's yeah. a little, you know, not great. So if you're going to spring for an electric vehicle, you yeah. really want to use, like, that shitty of a shell... <laughs> Anyway, we'll figure that yeah. out. We'll cross that bridge when we come to it. Mm -hmm. Overall, we, I think, basically discovered that you can either throw money, time, or humans at a problem. We don't really have much of any of those three things. Yeah, definitely not all three uh -huh. at a time. Um, I was expecting to have a lot more time. Yeah. Not, not necessarily more money and, you know. Yeah, I guess I was hoping that we could have saved more money this year. Mm -hmm. But, I mean, we have enough that we can do the small projects that we need. We can buy gravel. We can uh, buy sand. We can buy tubes. We can buy, you know, PVC. We can do right. those sorts of smaller scale projects. But it was a push to get that greenhouse. Maury had to help us financially with buying the greenhouse, which mm -hmm. was, which was great. Obviously it was cool. And, and now he we helped have us it. build it in a long And weekend. he helped us build it. So yeah, if you think about the one most impressive thing, the greenhouse, it's because we had one extra person and somebody's house's and an money. Investment. Yeah. Yeah. Just, and it's still not done. And it's still not it's done. It's never completely done. So what else has to happen to be able to start pumping hot water through the tubes under the floor in the greenhouse and start actually heating it. I need like um, the bottom half of a hobo barrel, like okay. a metal barrel, and then a similar smaller size bucket, like a gallon bucket to put the water in and then throw ashes all around in the hobo bucket. Uh -huh. um, I already have the pump up there, runs off 12 volts, so I have a power source, uh -huh. easy peasy. The tubing's already run in the floor, um, so I just need that barrel and then throw our ashes in it at the end of the night. I think we should plan on trying to make that happen the next time we go up. Yeah. I think that'll make the difference between me being able to stay there for more than a night or two and not. Yeah. Keep your eye out for an oil barrel somewhere. <laughs> I mean, they threw a lot of shit on the... The yeah, but that's sidewalk a weird one. In Glendale, but I don't think I've ever seen a barrel. gallon oil barrel. Um, Maybe we could look on Craigslist or something. That's not something that like Home oh, Depot sure. or something would have. Well, Depot probably wouldn't have it, but um, yeah, we could look on Craigslist. Or your your favorite new HL lumber. <laughs> I don't Etsy. know if HL yeah. would have it. I mean, maybe Etsy would have it. <laughs> I don't know. eBay. Bottom anyway, we'll look only. for a barrel. Yeah. 
Um, and that would make the greenhouse fairly complete. Setting the bricks. Yeah, we're almost done with the bricks. Mm-hmm. Well, then later on, we've got to uh, catch the rain from the gutters on the greenhouse and mm-hmm. uh, plant mm-hmm. espalier some damn vines up the walls. Oh, sure. It'll never be done. <laughs> That's just one little tiny little baby part of it. Yeah. I'm glad we went with a cheaper property. Yeah. No, if we'd be able to do any of this if we had like a really high mortgage to pay. Right. Yeah. Our mortgage is only $250 a month, um, which is good because it's not even really a mortgage. It's well, no, it's a payment plan with the seller. Yeah. Yeah. Which it's a 10 year thing, right? Five year. Five year? Oh, only five. Cool. Going for three or five. (laughs) You'd think I would know. Oh, well. It's a lot of information to keep track of in this life. There was definitely a hot minute where we were thinking about splurging on a bigger property. I mean, we we put in an offer. Yeah. For what, like a hundred thousand dollars or something? Pretty close, or like ninety five. Yeah. Um, but I, if we had done that, we wouldn't have been able to do any of these things. And in fact, we'd probably be struggling to pay our rent here in LA and do that and pay for groceries and all you know all of the mm-hmm. normal life things. So we definitely made the right call in terms of getting. It's a really nice property. And it's 10 acres, which is not bad. It's still a lot of land, but it isn't so much money that it keeps us from saving and and doing anything else with it. The sacrifices we're making to our, what I would call normal lives, I think you would rather call your real life, your life up on the property. And this is your pretend life down here in LA. But, you know, this is my real life down here. And that's my pretend life up mm-hmm. there. Um, Either way, we have to switch back and forth between them very rapidly. Right. And that has been, you know, a stress, a stressful part of our lives yeah. over the past year that I've and, kind of accepted. Yeah. And the fact that we're like, you know, scrimping and saving so much. And also it's a pandemic, so the economy ain't great either, you know? Um, but like Vince's mom lives with us in our one bedroom apartment we're all making sacrifices to not just get by, but actually put away any tiny amount. I, I don't think we'll be able to for the next few months. Yeah. But yeah, sometimes it does get a little bit frustrating, like having to strip down my life here in L.A. in service of this place. I get to go and suffer once a month. Yeah. But I have the vision in mind. It will be worth it eventually. I just have to keep the faith. But let's dig back into specifics uh, again in the the spirit of this retrospective. Um, Back to our greenhouse. Do we recommend the Grandio Ascent greenhouse? Well, I like it. We already talked about, you know, it is just a greenhouse. It's not going to be insulated. Right. Um, But for a tall guy such as myself, um, it does have a really nice height to it. Yeah, we got the 8 by 16 Uh, Well, model. yeah, 8 by 16 long and wide, but it's also got a tall roof. Right. Um, yeah, presumably the, the smaller sizes are just tall, right? Um, Well, it, yeah, sure. <laughs> or the, no. it has more arch, If it's 8 you by know? 20, it's still going to be the same The central yeah, the space central where it's the, the ceiling mm-hmm. is highest yeah. won't be as expansive. At any rate, I think part of the name is because it's a little taller than hmm. when than standard models. Um, so I'm glad we got that. Yeah, I think so. Okay. Maybe. What does it mean, do you think? (laughs) (laughs) 
I never product name. I don't know, yeah. man. They're all that kind <laughs> of like inspirational double speak. Mm -hmm. But I think I would recommend it. It's solid. You do mm -hmm. have to do some work. You have to prep your site, make sure it's level. Um, you know, I'm glad we put the hardware cloth underneath to prevent things from burrowing up under. Yeah. Given, you know, we've seen tarantula holes now. Yeah. And I've seen rattlesnakes around. Yep. But yeah, it, it's solid once it's up. It took two and a half people, let's say, two days. Two and a half people, two and a half days. Uh-huh. Sure. Sounds about right. Two fairly experienced in construction people and two not very experienced in construction people who were half doing that and half working on other things. Yeah. So think about that in terms of, you know, what to project for how long it might take you to, to construct it. Yeah, it is. And it's good to have someone with a little bit of experience. You probably shouldn't go it alone with something that big. No. We also <laughs> gilded the shit out of that lily. Um, we added a oh. lot of layers, specifically in the floor. Yeah. So that's part of why there's so much to do, why, why it's taken us so long. So hopefully the next time we go up, maybe we'll be able to make the heated floor work, pump some hot water through that tubing that we coiled all underneath the sand. Yeah. Uh, and we'll report back in. Yeah, we'll let you know. Uh, what else? What else have we pioneered this year? Oh, you bought a lot of tools. A lot of Milwaukee tools Who are this not year. sponsoring us yet, but they should. They will. One day <laughs> they will. Yeah. Um, already had, you know, the basic drill, skill saw, jigsaw. All um, Milwaukee? All Milwaukee. But this year... Finally bought the wet dry vac, mm -hmm. chainsaw, weed whacker, mm -hmm. some of the bigger things. That might be it for this year. Okay. Got Reviews, thoughts? Um, How many stars? Five. Out of five? Five out of five All stars. Right. If Milwaukee gets maybe an extra star, six out of five stars. Nice. Um, best batteries, best power tool batteries on the market. Really easy to use. I don't have the experience of using gas chainsaws but i can from what people tell me i can just imagine they're really heavy mm -hmm. and loud and smelly and dangerous um and i've even had the chain fall off the chainsaw a couple times <laughs> and feel totally safe about like the instant you let go of the trigger it starts powering down um and yeah i really can't say enough good things about electric power tools generally cool. and you know, it's still, still had to buy all of those things. They still had to be manufactured. But if you want to talk about sustainability, you know, if you can charge those off solar panels, which you can do, um, you can do all of your, your work sustainably. Right. Yep. Very cool. Uh, speaking of solar power, that's one other thing that we, thanks to our schooly friends have now on our property. Um, what, what exactly do we have? We have a Yeti battery, right? Yeah, Yeti battery stores 3,000 watt hours, roughly. Um, and they also got uh, two 100 watt panels and some passive panels up on the roof of their bus that can charge the Yeti to a point where the last time we were there, we were using less power during the day than the Yeti was charging up. Uh, so net positive there. That's cool. pretty cool. You have to 
find a sizable clearing and move the solar panels around a few times a day. It's Mm -hmm. a little bit of work, but it's really exciting to see um, and think about how if you really had to stay there for months at a time, at least you'd have that going for you. Mm -hmm. Yeah, refrigeration is definitely a game changer. It's really cool to be able to, you know, not have to limit the meals that I plan around the fact that it's going to be at room temperature. I mean, we did, we had a pretty good cooler system set up, but like it's nothing compared to an actual refrigerator. Yeah, you had to move stuff around a few times a day yeah. to keep it in the shade. Yep. <laughs> so now instead we move around the solar panels to power the refrigerator yeah. all day. As long as you're moving something. You gotta keep it moving. <laughs> so do we have any tips what have we learned uh what do we recommend Mm. based on our our first year we always got to follow your heart yeah stay excited yeah stay excited and follow your bliss yeah work on the projects that keep you excited because it's not easy and so you got to keep hold of that that fire you got to keep the fire going because if it blows out you're screwed and you got to follow through on Uh stuff for sure you should not like start too many projects but i did find it's good to have a couple outdoor projects up there Mm -hmm. you can follow the sun around if you need to be in the shade right good to have a rainy day activity Mm -hmm. something you can do inside the greenhouse or Uh inside the tent yeah um you know to that end like figure out what projects you can do at home right yeah a lot of what we've built up there we started down here in la you know bought all the lumber or pvc or whatever cut it to size planned it got it ready i'm all about sketches and planning stuff Mm -hmm. you kind of like to figure it out as you go well i mean not when it comes to materials you Mm -hmm. gotta start by designing it and buying materials it's just sort of more of a yeah after that Mm. figure it out (laughs) yeah We usually like to build stuff down here Mm -hmm. and then Ikea style flat pack it and put it in the car and rebuild it when we get up there, right? Yeah, we don't usually fully construct stuff like screw things and and then unscrew them. But Mm -hmm. yeah, so touching back on the money, time or people issue, one way to sort of try to cheat the system with time is by building or planning whatever you can, acquiring, sourcing, everything that you can do down you know wherever you live when you're not on the property um to to be as efficient as possible when you're actually up there yeah yeah plan it out ahead of time build it once in your mind build it once at home yep um and just be realistic with yourself you're you know only one person or so Mm -hmm. many people more and more it's like maybe i'll maybe i'll get one big project done the whole time i'm up there right and that's okay Yeah, I think it's important to be compassionate with yourself and realize that you're doing your best. Setting outlandish goals is the only way I know how to be, (laughs) but I'm trying to be better about not beating myself up when I don't meet those unrealistic, you know, goals that I've set for myself. I find I'm able to just break it into ever more phases Mm -hmm. and that, you know, it's still accomplishing it. It's going to take a lot longer. It's because we identified a lot more sub-phases. Right, yep. (laughs) We did a lot of construction in PVC this year. Yeah, PVC, especially in like the first half of the year, I think, was our sort of our construction material of choice. Since we were just taking cars up and down. Right. um, 
didn't really want to go to a hardware store and wanted to build things ahead of time, PVC was a pretty natural choice being lightweight. Right. Grown-up Tinker Toys. Yeah. But we found, you know, they don't really stand up to snow loads very well. Yeah. Occasionally a rogue gust of wind can really wreck your shit. Yeah. That happened to the, the sucker. A couple times, I think. Yeah. yeah. The compost toilet is still holding up pretty well, mm-hmm. but we did clamp that to the wooden base. Yeah, and it's, you know, tied to surrounding trees, too. It's eventually going to be a wooden outhouse, mm-hmm. for sure. Yeah. But I, I think we would still recommend it, right? Like, it's still a good first way to cheaply build something while you figure out what your next steps are. Yeah, PVC Especially if you have a decent. small car. Yeah. We've learned a lot about poison oak. Yeah, we sure have. Not much useful. <laughs> We've mostly learned to hate it. Yeah, I didn't really think about that when we bought it. Um, didn't consider that that could be a thing, an annoyance. Yeah. Um, there's a fair amount of it, but um, it's fairly contained in the areas that we frequent. Um, and it's a staple food for a lot of animals. So. Yeah, deer and things. Yeah. So everything has its place. I'm glad that it's fairly yeah. virgin as it is. <laughs> yeah. We just need to figure out how to, you know, work around it. Yeah. I think your mom is picking some as we speak. She's up That's on the right. property right now. She's up I there think one of the week. things she wanted to do was to pluck pluck up poison oak. Yeah. It seems like an unending struggle <laughs> to me, but if she can, obviously, that's her. fantastic. Yeah, I want it gone. So if that works, then great. Yep. So speaking of your mom um, and all of us having our own little, you know, priorities and approaches and projects and everything. Yeah. What have we learned about working together on such a huge project in this first year? Good question. That is not something I anticipated as much. The Interesting. It definitely is something that I anticipated. That's what my mom said, too. The Just emotional... because I, I hated working on group projects when I was in school, uh-huh. so I didn't want it to be that. Well, just, yeah, the the emotional energy, the, you know, the stress on your relationships with yeah. people to know that the stakes are so high, that right. the thing you're building is is, like, big and important, and sometimes you feel like you're not you know, on the same page about it at all. Yeah, where yeah. Where you're headed or what you're doing to this this virgin piece of land. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we really tried to get on the same page before we bought anything. Like, we all tried to write, you know, our vision statements. We really, like, we talked about it a million times. We really did try to, to make sure we were as much on the same page as possible before embarking on the journey. Mm-hmm. But inevitably, you know, people... You get on the ground and you find yourself at odds, yeah, because yeah, it's one thing to have, you know, shared your goals on the large, can you know, theoretical level. But once you're actually on the ground and talking about, like, cutting down this tree versus not cutting down this tree, suddenly it's a lot more concrete. Yeah, and that's, you know, that's a good example of the sort of interpersonal dynamics that we've had to navigate of just wanting to when I prepare the site, I really want to just take away all the brush and right. dirt and get it to like a bare earth. And I know that scares my mom, um, but like it's going to grow back right. or, you know, we can throw down seeds 
we get to we get to define what grows there instead right but you're the one also that often makes sort of like self-deprecating statements about it being virgin land and we're pillaging it and we're ruining it and you know it was fine before we came along Mm -hmm. and i don't know how much of that is really how you feel how much of it is how you feel but not what you think or what you think but not what you feel you know what i mean i think what we've done to the planet as a whole is is pretty atrocious and um there's no going back from that but you know we're a part of this world too and we're necessarily going to modify our environment and i i view the physical modifications of as long as you're doing it by hand you know it's minimally devastating and it can be undone by nature um so when it comes to like clearing a pad to build something I'll cut branches back. I'll clear a little bit of extra. I'll rake away the top layer of mm-hmm. dirt. I'll move that dirt somewhere else and plant something with it. Um, just generally trying to to think and build on a smaller scale that's more localized. Like your consequences are all directly right. around you. Yeah. Yeah, by the time we get around to building like a whole big house retreat center, which is what I want ultimately, um, that's going to require a lot more probably heavy machinery dismemberment yeah. of the land Felling and i hope trees i and, hope we'll yeah. find a way to you know find a middle ground that makes everybody happy by then i'll hope i hope we'll have planted a lot more trees sure yep so what else about working together i mean again just be patient with yourself and everyone else yeah and keep checking in with each other and well, with yourself, about yeah. your motivations, and if you're still excited, because it should be enjoyable. Yeah, yeah. Another thing that we found really useful is staying organized um, and staying organized in the cloud on Google Drive where we can all access documents all the time. Yeah, or put up your pictures, pictures. afterwards, yeah. having a good record of the, the times you went up. We usually write an itinerary that we mm-hmm. share. Yeah. Um, where we lay out, you know, what we want to do. And then sometimes we'll even go back after the afterwards. Yeah. And when we're looking at our pictures and change the itinerary to show what we actually did. Mm-hmm. So in general, as things have gotten precipitously more apocalyptic this year, 2020, um, has that changed your perspective on our property? Or were you pretty much there already? Yeah, I think I was I was most of the way there. It didn't dominate my my thoughts. I feel like everybody else is there with me now. Uh-huh. Not necessarily you and my mom, but you know, people who know us at large. Uh-huh. And I think we're all kind of in agreement that this this is one good strategy. <laughs> sure. I mean, if, you know, if worrying about what other people think about our property is something that matters, not sure it does, but I guess it's nice to have people understand it more now than they did last year. How about you? How has your perspective on the property changed over the past year? Well, I can't deny that between the pandemic and, you know, climate change and everything generally, that it doesn't feel like a bit of a relief or a security to have the property. Thinking about it that way, I find to be kind of a major bummer. (laughs) I prefer to think about the things that make me excited about the property, like the idea of having people over, the idea of 
being a better global citizen, the idea of living in beautiful nature, you know, all of the things that excited me about it, I'd rather think about than the fact that, sure, if everything goes to shit and we have to turn to survivalism, we have 10 acres, that's cool. But that's such a depressing thought that I'd rather not linger on it and I'd rather just keep thinking about the things that excite me about it instead. Yeah, I guess I want to know that that those things are there, um, but then mostly focus on other things. Yeah. So where do we see it going in the next year? What are our hopes and dreams and realistic expectations? Um, I'd really like to see a yurt in the next like six months. That'd be great. Yurt in April was my goal. Hey, and it's not slipping away. This is about the pace I expected of a lot more time. Yeah, I haven't, I haven't given up. I think it's still doable. Mm -hmm. I'm more worried about the money than I am about the site prep. Yeah. Just have to take it one month at a time. Uh, a nice tough shed or a tool shed. Uh Uh-huh. Yep. Um, perhaps a large rain tank Mm. if not um an expansion to our existing basin be pretty cool yep Yep. probably Mm. won't get a well this year this coming year probably not that might be a two or three to five years yeah just depends i'm all right bringing in potable water for now yeah it depends on how much time you want to spend Mm -hmm. on the property at any given time yeah and how dire the survivalism requirements become if you can just drive down to town pick up a few jugs but that's not a given right this podcast has been quite an accomplishment over the past year i guess so yeah it's mostly it's been all you really well you record with me i show up for the recording Uh uh-huh but yeah it's been it's been a nice way to record and share what has happened in the past year because it's been quite a ride it's hard to keep perspective on it too and especially right now when we feel so alienated and so far from everybody Mm -hmm. it's cool to feel like we can talk to our friends and loved ones and friends we haven't met yet (laughs) yeah um about this weird thing we're doing i don't think i was expecting that result to end up you know closer to people by getting this this bug out place in the wilderness Mm -hmm. but i'm glad that it it brings us closer yeah well here's to a successful second year got a feeling 21 is gonna be a good year gonna be a good year all right be safe we love you thanks for tuning in thanks for tuning in bye bye Sorry, I didn't know we were going.